live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings. Welcome in on a Thursday morning, September the 14th, 20. 23, we start out your morning in the capital city at 59 degrees, as Brad just said, heading back into the 80s today, low 80s, so not not bad at all, and uh, look at that, even a little chance, uh, chance of some rain there on Friday the 15th, wouldn't be bad, I did some overseeding in my lawn, so I would take that, uh, I would take that if I can get that, but... Yeah, uh, looking like uh, we'll get down to the six. Excuse me, seventies. By the way, guys, I do see a ninety back in the forecast on Monday. So, um, Mark, we shouldn't quite get too used to uh, too used to the very cool temperatures that we've had lately going on because yeah, it's, uh, it's still, still summer. Still have uh, it's true. When is the uh, next week? When is it? Is that the fall equinox? The autumnal. Okay. The autumnal equinox. Thank you. It's the solstice in the winter and the summer. It's an equinox in the spring and fall. I believe because it crosses the equator or the yeah the equator. You could be saying anything and you probably wouldn't tell you you were wrong at this point. I believe I don't totally know how that works, but I probably should. Probably should, but nonetheless, a uh, little bit warmer. Google, Google nice will help me. That's exactly right. That's what we do. We just Google those sorts of things. Got, got a uh, busy day on a Thursday for you. Generation Collaboration rolls on today in what's been a very, since we adopted the new scoring system, what has been a very tight competition uh, where the millennials, as usual, they lead at 18-1. and one where we score by question instead of game. Boomers are right behind them at 16-1, and one, so within striking distance of first place overall. And then Gen X at 18-2, and two, that one extra in the L column hurts, especially, not to bring it up, but last week when I knew I had the right answer and it got canceled on the air. But nonetheless, nonetheless, we uh, are going to be doing that. But more importantly than any of that, at least probably to you, uh, our prize today is a significant one. It is a pair of tickets to get you into Memorial Stadium on Saturday night for Nebraska versus Northern Illinois football. Going to be a beautiful night to watch football Saturday, high in the 80s, low 80s during the day, uh, probably cool into the 60s at night for the kickoff of that game. Again, under the lights of Memorial Stadium, Matt Rule's home opener. Can you believe the season has been going on this long and there still hasn't been a home game? It's kind of weird. But, uh, yeah, we have a pair of tickets we'll be giving away for that during Generation Collaboration. So the first person who wins Generation Collaboration today is going to get them a pair of tickets to uh, to that. I think we got some symphony tickets, too, that we can put in there uh, after the football game and some other things that we probably can throw in there as prizes as well. So, uh, Plus, just the bragging rights that go along with Generation Collaboration. During the 8 o'clock hour today, we have the Grow Lincoln team. Uh, Robin and Dave will be in, new restaurants, retail, and more. And then at 8.35 today, we will talk to the voice of the Big Red, getting ready for that home opener, Mr. Greg Sharp. So he will join us today a uh, little about about two and a half hours from right now. So that's what we've got on tap this morning. What's, uh, what's kickoff Saturday? I'm Six o'clock. So can you imagine with the uh, low 80s, I believe it is, for yep. Saturday, yep. what it's going to be like tailgating? Yeah, great. Ta- I mean, almost ideal. Almost ideal situation. Maybe a touch warm, but, I mean, we're really splitting hairs with that. But very close to ideal. 
ideal throughout the day tailgating into the game weather for the whole thing on Saturday. So these are tickets you're going to want, so be ready with for Generation Collaboration today at 7.10, one hour from right now. Uh, jumping into the headlines in the news today, as uh, Mark was laying out for you there in the newscast. Uh, so it's petition signing season all over again, Mark, yes? Yeah, the uh, official <laughs> one for uh, medical cannabis, uh, they kicked off their... They, it was a formal kickoff. Uh, they've right. actually been collecting been... signatures for some time, but okay, they've got uh, you know less than a year now to get it all pulled together. There's actually two, two petitions. Uh, one on the uh, allowing it, and then the setting up the. That would be to make sure that they don't get the uh, Supreme Court coming in and saying it's right. two subject situation. Right. So, and uh, they've been through this. This is their what thir- <laughs> third effort. <laughs> I mean, through it, yes, they should have the. They should be able to do this thing in their sleep at this point. I, yeah, I would think so. <laughs> when mean, are we doing the launch party for the uh, Jack Mitchell Memorial Park or Jack Mitchell Memorial Rest Stop, Jack Mitchell Memorial Highway? We gotta, we gotta start one of these. Oh, the oh, a petition for it? Yes. You have to be, be sure and do, if you're going to do multiple things named after me, just so you know, multiple petitions. Don't do them all I, on the that's same That's why one. I said or, or instead okay. of and. Just, I don't, the last thing I want is something, everybody agrees something should be named after me, and then the Supreme Court steps <laughs> in, and they're like, this is too much on one petition. I'm sorry, everyone, at this point. Well, let's, uh, let's start easy and just start in the city, and let's petition city to rename nebraska parkway jack mitchell park memorial parkway honestly uh, <laughs> honestly might be a more it might be easier for me to remember if my name's on it that's than, what I than was... currently <laughs> that's always that's one handy way to get that thing fixed oh that's mine <laughs> well better than old highway too but I, the old deuce i still cannot think if it's parkway or expressway or maybe beltway that's the problem with that i understand i remember the nebraska part well, Obviously, but the, the highway to the new part is the Nebraska Beltway. The, but no, that's not an official to, name, though. No, that's what we call. Yeah, it, that's the we, South. we call it the South Beltway. And it was the, the informal name. It was the South Beltway project, right? But it's Highway Two. The old one is Nebraska Parkway. Parkway. But I want to say Expressway. That's Highway Seventy Seven. Oh, brother! As it merges with Highway Two, Nebraska. Uh, yeah, Nebraska um, Express. Is Express- that actually called Nebraska Expressway there? Yeah. Let me look the. Is that right? Yep. Oh, this is. We got to get some new names. <laughs> Seriously, we got to. I don't. I mean, and look, I'm not. I. I very much do not need it named after me. It's time to just name that the Nebraska Parkway something else already. I'm ready to move on from that whole thing, uh, and get it named something else. Something highway. That's it. Something or or, or whatever. But don't. The, I mean, make it easy. Highway 77 is Homestead Expressway. Oh yeah, Homestead Expressway. That's right. So we got Homestead Expressway, Nebraska Expressway, South Beltway, Old Highway 2, New Highway 2. Can we just and call Old it Cheney. Prime Parkway? <laughs> you know, it would be nice <laughs> if someone would recognize him with something. <laughs> Prime Parkway. And then it's like an alliteration, too. Exactly. So, that's why you got to go there. Actually, an alliteration would also help quite a bit. I'm still confused. <laughs> In this in this uh, city and in this country, we drive on a parkway and park on a driveway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to the uh, back to the petition. So, so, sorry to get us sideways there. Yeah. So uh, it's it's my understanding, Mark. Uh, this is the same the same petitions that w- went around yeah. last year. I mean, the language is the yeah. same, yeah. right? I okay. believe it is. I think there's a, just a couple of minor 
it says, I, I don't know whether it's exactly. I the believe same. I, I've got something in front of me that says it's identical okay. language. So I, I um, well, number one, it would enact the new statute protecting doctors who recommend cannabis and patients who use it. Number two, the second petition would require lawmakers to pass a bill legalizing the production, supply, and distribution of the actual cannabis for medical. Purposes that, that might take longer than gathering a two hundred thousand signatures. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's a good point. So um, they've got to get seven percent of all registered voter in the in the state, including five percent of voters in thirty eight of Nebraska's ninety three counties. And remember, last time they challenged that unsuccessfully, that second part of that, and so they still need to do that. Seven percent of all voters, five percent of voters in thirty eight percent of Nebraska's ninety three counties to do that so they've got to get 87,000 in that neighborhood 87,000 of these before July 3rd 2024 that is their and they were saying they want to come in with a lot more than 87,000 well, listen you've got if you're them right now you have you're trying to check every box go over top on every single thing possible at this point because you have found if they could find a third different way to not end up getting on the ballot this time, it would be pretty amazing and frustrating for them at this Might point. You know, book of world record. Uh, yeah, I would think so. I would think so. So we'll see. I mean, I mean, the question is: Do they have what kind of funding do they have for this thing? Do, do, you know, do they are they going to be able to pay any signature gatherers? Are they going to be able to get a deep enough infrastructure of? process to gather signatures to get these sorts of things what they've got on their side right now is a pretty decent amount of time um yeah and they're going to be at every husker home game they'll be, they'll at, be yeah they'll, they'll, they'll be downtown during they the, were there uh for the volleyball game i'm pretty yeah, sure yeah, yeah so, i thought i saw that so anyway. they, they, they've got a chance to interact with a lot of people and there's a lot of things still going on this fall yep hey farmers markets have a couple of months left. i mean this is this is right up the farmers markets alley right up the front now Will there be, in the new trend of petition signing in Nebraska, are we going to have the uh, the opposing petition? Are we going to have the decline to sign <laughs> medical marijuana petition? Is this happening with every petition now? You've got the one, and then you've got like the evil twin brother or sister there with the opposite, which is the decline to sign this whole thing, standing right next to them. It's a little harder. It's a little harder. See, like with the school ones... They would both have signs and T-shirts that ostensibly said the same thing, which was something like help Nebraska children or support Nebraska schools or, or those sorts of things. I'm not sure if you can make quite a similar sounding taglines that could support either side of this one. I suppose you could. It could just be like keep, keep, keep medicine, medicine. I'm not sure what it is. Wave by to getting high. Yeah, but the thing is, they use the same logos on the the school one for both sides of it. Don't care, mine rhymes. <laughs> okay, that's I think fine. they have a T-shirt with a picture of a Cheeto on it. Mega <laughs> oh, Cheetos. Um, yeah. The so anyway, we'll see. We'll see if they actually get themselves on the ballot. And then you you would add that then to the twenty twenty. Oh, that twenty twenty four ballot. I mean, you don't need me to tell you this, but. I'm not sure. Away, I'm not but... sure you want to try to do the mail-in ballot. It'll probably cost you extra posting. Uh, holy cow! Uh, yeah, three uh, three Senate seats, two House seats, President. Three uh, Senate seats. Yeah, two Senate seats. Sorry, three House seats, two Senate seats. 
Got that backwards. And only one house heat for each. You know what? Forget it. Uh, it sounds like I don't know civics, and I actually do. <laughs> Legislative seats. An extra Senate seat was all I was trying to say, and I didn't say it very well. Hey, speaking of things in the mail, Mark, did you get your pink uh, pink proposed tax increase uh, there? Which uh, I'm not, I don't quite understand the, I, I understand there's a state law that requires you to get that. So you just get this notice if tax is going up over a certain percentage. But it's like, um, you know, the, the big thing that drove that is that the valuations went up. That's the big thing that, that drove that entire thing, and that's that's listed on there. So you get this thing, and it's like, hey, this is happening. There's going to be a public hearing on it. You know now, here's where all the different breakout, all the taxing entities, and what the how much they're getting of this, the percentage, all of that. And I'm like, okay, thanks. I'm not doing but, anything about any of this. So the it, Yeah, the, the valuation drove it, but all of those taxing entities could have mitigated it by cutting the levy. Right. Well, and, and, some and, did. And, but, and, and keep it under that threshold amount. Well, the city did cut the levy. It, just, it yeah. still went up, though. I mean. Right. Uh, yeah. they, but, they didn't cut it very much. My, my point is, and I, I see what you're saying, Mark, and I agree. My point is, like, <laughs> what exactly am I supposed to do with this now? <laughs> right? Like, well, show, I mean, show it, up if you're opposed to the uh Oh, do you think they're going to re? Do you think they're going to rejigger their entire budget because there's people at this hearing that they've already done? They've already gone through the entire process of. I don't know. Well, I, I have my doubts. Well, I recall a couple of weeks ago when uh, we had the governor in, and he said the prison's going 112th and Adams, uh, and there okay. was a change okay. of uh, of heart by some city officials. So you're you're basically saying uh, basically saying you uh, K, maybe KLIN can make this happen. I think this when the <laughs> citizens show up like they did at the city council meeting uh, that night. I yeah. think I think that you know when citizens show up, uh, those that show up make a difference. I I agree in that principle. I do not want to discourage that principle. I do not agree that that's going to make a change in any of these budgets. But nonetheless. Nonetheless, it's a very, uh, you, you can't miss it in your mail. Very bright. It's, we'll go uh, a deep on it on tomorrow's Lincoln Business Beat. Ooh, okay. Ooh, okay. What do, we, what do you have? Do you give me more of a preview than that, or do you, or not, or just leave it there? We can leave it there. Just leave it there. I've got I'll, the outline. Don't want to listen. You, li- you want to hear it, you listen. Okay? You want to hear it, you listen. Uh, and you can find that, uh, among other places, at podcasthousemedia.com. Where you can hear our new podcast as well, Volleyball State. You can hear my new episode of the Jack Mitchell Podcast comes out this morning at 9. I'm counting down the 10 most nostalgic places of my youth in Lincoln, Nebraska. This is something I like to touch on on the show very frequently and have over the years. I actually went on a deep dive in two episodes over two hours and talked about all of these places in Lincoln that are the very most nostalgic places to me. So take a listen to that if you would uh, if you would like to as well. So... That's what we got. And then, and, then, and and real quick, Mark, the other, again, this frustrating thing to me on the property tax thing, because this pink thing does remind you of how much your valuation went up, once again, uh, and you see where it was last year, and you see what it was this year, and it just continues to remind me, it's like, this is, th- this valuation mainly went up because of the market. Um, I didn't do anything <laughs> to add all this value. In some cases, people did, but for them, for it can be very possible that you didn't really do anything to add value to your house. It's just that the market values it at this point because of the crazy housing market that we're in right now. Yet again, nothing changes. It's not like you're realizing any new value 
if hypothetically you can just sell your home for another $60,000 than you might have been able to a year or two ago. But you don't. You and I, if we have that, are, we don't gain anything by that until we actually sell our homes. But, but you, you gain on your net worth if, you've, if you're putting together a, a financial statement. And you've got a, a, a more valuable asset. I, but it's I no guess more so. Mo- it's no more money in your but, pocket. As a matter of fact, with the property taxes going up, you have less money in your pocket. Right, right. Well, you don't. I don't pay my income tax based on what I could make, right? I pay it on what I don't base it on my marketability uh, as a radio host. Like, you, hey, you know what? You probably should pay more income tax. You could probably be moving up to a bigger market here and making some more dough. Like it's it's it feels like it's a one tax where it's based on something that could happen instead of something that is happening. Essentially, yeah. in a weird way. Well, if you're looking at it as comparing to what you could get for it, it's it's just. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I like to. Yeah, look at my. Yeah, I, I think I'm speaking your language here on this thing. Well, I think. property taxes are, uh, are uh, very regressive, in in my opinion. But it's uh, you know an effort to fund government, and they. That's true. All right, I'll quit complaining. By the way, the autumnal equinox Saturday, September 23rd at 1:49 a.m. Central Time. All right. A week and a half of summer left. That's where the sun shines directly on the equator. Ah. Time on both hemispheres, the southern hemisphere, northern hemisphere, the daylight is exactly the same. There you go. All right. We had a question at the beginning and an answer at the end. There you go. 626, we got sports coming up next on KLIN. Breaking news, expert analysis, and the stories that matter most, all in one place. I totally acknowledge seeing flames uh, is a scary situation. 1499.3 KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. But first, your fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. All right, what is that word that you should, if you want to try and win the prize pack from Valentino's Alumni Hall, text to us at 402-479-1400 to maybe get yourself a pick. That word is... Quarterback. Quarterback. Q-U-A-T-E-R-B-A-C-K. 
quarterback. Text that in in the next half hour for 2479-1400. Uh, you'll be registered. That sounds like a very formal word. We're going to pick between one of the people who text that in uh, to become our fantasy picker, which would be pick number 2467. Uh, pick number seven overall, and you'll give the give the opportunity to pick when in the game will Nebraska score its first touchdown of the game. Quarter and time remaining. Uh, are we are we mostly in the first quarter? or Are we all over the place here? We are so majority first quarter. We're getting more confident with every pick. Ooh, that's seems. what happens as the week goes on. Usually, <laughs> so we started out with both in the second quarter on Monday. Then they were middle of the first quarter yesterday. Now they are both in the first five minutes. Okay, what are our what are our endpoints? What are our earliest and our latest? Our right latest is second quarter ten minutes. Our earliest is ten fifteen in the first. So you, my my advice: don't need to take it. Play on play on either side of that. Play on either mm-hmm. side of that. I think I think there's definitely both of the one of those two extremes right now is looking good. Fairly early, but I also could totally see a scenario where they don't score until what six minutes left in the second quarter. Oh, a touchdown! By, by like the way, left the we're, we're going to need to go back to the uh, the audio at the start of this segment. I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure you put the first R in Q-U-A-R-T-E-R. quarterback. Q U A R T E R. You don't think I put the first? I'm not 100. percent I heard uh, that. First we don't have R. that audio. It's not a. That's not a thing you can do in radio. <sighs> Right, I, I can actually listen back to it right now. Should, That's not if you want this to try is and win. AI. The prize pack from Valentino's quarterback Q U A T E R B A C K. Oh no! Quarterback test. Oh no! What the world? Oh no! You, you, that's AI create. That's a deep fake. You, oh, you shouldn't no. use deep fakes. That's sad. E A C K. Eighteen hundred to maybe get let's, yourself a pick. That okay. word is quarterback. Quarterback. Q U A T E R. Oh no! What kind of meta world are we living in where you're playing back a segment that just happened ninety seconds ago on this show? I'm first I'm, of all, I'm concerned because all, now you're yes, I said quarterback weird. I get it. It was yeah, funny. You, I, I listen phonetically. I guess I just uh, thought that was something different. I don't think we count that one, and also I don't believe that's true audio. <laughs> we have, I the have technology. multiple. I don't think that's a thing. Oh, you, you can't no. do that. It's not. That's that's not something. You Perfect can do. record is gone before the third quarterback. game. Quarterback. I. Everyone knows I know how to spell quarterback. That that's doesn't count. Either. Put in the quarterback. It, that doesn't count. A B in the alternative. That didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever argument you need exactly <laughs> on this thing. Quarterback. Put in the quarterback. Quarter. Quarter. Man. Now, I, that's one of those things when you just say a word over and over again. It doesn't even sound like a word yeah, anymore. Yeah, now it's like, that's not a real You've word. Done that? That's not a real word anymore. <laughs> All right. Sound off time. Oh, do we have something that we got to get to in the sound off today? Mm. I don't have. I don't have anything on... GOP primary, impeachment inquiry, uh, I don't have anything on that today. I'm sorry if that's what you come here for. I don't have anything on that. But there's something, in my opinion, way more important than any of that. There was a hearing yesterday in Mexico, okay, about a topic that there's been some hearings in the United States on Yep. over the course of the last few months. You know where I'm going with this? Uh, the hearing was on, uh, for lack of a better term, 
UFOs, and the possibility of extraterrestrial life. Okay? And you've been, we've been hearing about these hearings in, in the U.S., and uh, we, we've kind of talked to them. You know, they brought, up, brought out the, the person who had worked in, where was it? The, was it intelligence or something where they believed that there was potentially the body of a, some kind of an alien life form? Uh, that the government had, but we didn't get a lot more details than that. It was kind of speculative, and and it was all kind of like, ah, this is, uh, it sounds like maybe this is kind of crazy kooky. We can get a, I don't know, a chuckle out of it on one day. Mm-hmm. And then we have what happened in Mexico yesterday, where, like Dion says, this person had receipts, <laughs> evidently. Former U.S. Navy pilot Ryan Graves believes these remains of alleged non-human beings may be part of the truth that is not just out there, but is in fact already known by governments, including our own. The mummified bodies with elongated heads and only three fingers on each hand were discovered in Peru in 2017 and presented at a Mexican congressional hearing Tuesday to discuss a law that, if passed, would would make Mexico the first country to formally acknowledge that alien life forms have visited Earth. <laughs> wow! We got a lot we got to deal. We have a lot to unpack out of that 30 seconds. Okay. <laughs> Hearing Tuesday uh, on, on FANI, F-A-N-I, that is the Spanish acronym for what are usually now termed Unidentified anomalous phenomena, UAP. So if you're saying it in in Espanol, it's Fanny, F A N I. Okay. <laughs> so they I'm, were, I'm concerned where they're storing these because I hope it's not a fanny pack. They were shown two artifacts that this journalist and quote longtime UFO enthusiast claimed were the courses of extra extraterrestrial. They're two tiny bodies. They were displayed in cases. They have three fingers. This was said in the clip. They have three fingers on each hands and elongated heads. The guy who brought them said they were recovered in Peru near the uh, Nazca lines. I hope I pronounced that right. In 2017. Oh, yeah, the Nazca lines. Yeah, those are. Uh, are you being serious? No, for uh, real. Oh, like, okay. No, no, those are, those yeah. are very cool. It's the like Nazca. a world, world, her- world heritage it. site. He says that they're about 1,000, the bodies are about 1,000 years old, analyzed through a carbon dating process by Mexico's National Autonomous University. Um, There have been finds like this before, but those have turned out evidently to be the remains of mummified children. This did not look like it, and Mawson, the man who presented these says i think this is a clear demonstration that we are dealing with non-human specimens that are not related to any other species in our world and that all possibilities are open for any scientific institution to investigate it he added we are not alone Mm. the uh, director of scientific institute for the health of the mexican navy said X-rays, 3D reconstruction, and DNA analysis had been carried out on the remains as well. And he confirmed these bodies have no relation to human beings. Um, and then UNAM came out, that, that, that same group came out 
published a statement that had come out a while ago saying the work that the Laboratory of Mass Spectrometry with Accelerators was only intended to determine the age of the samples. In no case can we make the conclusions about the origin of said samples at that point. So they also heard from that Navy pilot that was in the U.S. congressional hearings, that Ryan Graves guy as well. And uh, apparently they're very interested in this at this point in Mexico. Um, the the Have you looked at the mummified or whatever it is, the, the remains of this alien? Yeah. Have you checked it out? Yeah, I looked at it. What do you think? We can take them. Good luck taking over the planet looking like that. Does it look, I mean, the way it's, the, the only thing is the face, it, the the way that the skull, the head and the skull is so completely different mm-hmm. than everything else. Rest of it, it looks like it definitely could be a kid. Right. I would think. But there's some, the, the skull, like the way that the skull is the indention, the eyes, I mean, Honestly, it's a little too on the nose because the head looks like E.T. It really looks like E.T.'s head would look like you would imagine the skull of E.T.'s head would look mm-hmm. like, to be honest. Well, and then e- wouldn't it be something if E.T. just nailed it? <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be something? <laughs> if E.T. just head was like spot on with what the uh, what the aliens looked like? That, that would actually lead me to uh, several other okay. questions. You but can, no, when, like, when, when you look at it, yeah, it, it also just looks like it could have been a, a a small child, and then the way it was preserved, right, caused it to end up looking yeah, like this over a thousand years. Yeah, that's true too. I don't know if I believe yet. Sorry, I just don't know if I believe yet. But if true, we can take them back in the United States. <laughs> It's not nearly as crazy in the United States. They're just talking about the potential of AI computers taking over the world, essentially. Yeah, that that I'm concerned about. I mean, we really are in the future, aren't we, Caleb? (laughs) We really are. In in our own lifetimes, if you could have told us 20 years ago and said, hey, uh, guess what? Future congressional hearings uh, in North America, you're going to have alien hearings. You're going to have computer robots taking over the world. These are going to be your, you know, you're going to be having all of these sorts of things. And it turns out that's exactly what's happening. Bill Gates, Sam Altman of OpenAI, and Sundar Pichai of Google were among those in attendance at the Senate AI Forum, which Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer called historic. We come out of that room exhilarated. He said each CEO agreed Congress needs to regulate AI, but after the meeting, Elon Musk said he didn't think Congress was ready for the task. Schumer was asked to respond to that. It's a big challenge. This is the hardest thing that I think we have ever undertaken. But we can't be like ostriches and put our head in the sand. He said the goal was to maximize the benefits, like curing diseases, while minimizing the negatives. After the meeting, Fox Business reporter Hillary Vaughn asked Musk, Is AI going to kill us all, Mr. Musk? I hope not. Jessica Rosenthal, <laughs> Fox News. Please exude a little bit more confidence, if you could. If you wouldn't mind... Oh my God! This is this is this is September fourteenth, twenty twenty three, and I've had two news clips. It's it's a mummified alien at a congressional hearing in Mexico, and it is a question of Elon Musk after a congressional hearing in the United States, where the question was, and I quote, "Is AI gonna kill us all?" And Elon Musk saying, "I hope not." I'm I'm gonna need him to go back and try that again. 
with just a, a little bit more enthusiasm this time. Let me know that it's going to be okay, Elon. And but I've read a little bit about like this Elon Musk. I can't remember the name of the. It's not like a religion, but it's this. It's like this movement that has as its main goal preserving humanity's existence through a, a period of time where you have the technological ability to essentially start living in in space and doing all these other things it's like it's its goal is to get across the finish line to this technical thing where everyone lives in like this utopia that he thinks is is possible i can't remember read about it it's it's a it's an interesting it's a sort of a like a utilitarianism sort of thing um but anyway That's what we got. We're, we're where, like, do we, where do we even it, go from here? Is it just where we're like we're living in space, or no, we're all just our consciousness? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it basically is the idea that at some point in the future you're going to be able to live this incredible life free of this free, mortal coil, and I don't even know what it looks like. And it's it, it also may not be on Earth, um, but it's like these in, basically like these sub people are going to get off, and then they're going to populate different areas of the universe oh, okay. and there's going to be huge numbers of people living this utopian life okay it's a weird so we will still have our physical being yes that yes that's the uh, yes we're getting real this coast is to the coast real here. physical world that he's talking about <laughs> i wish i could think of it uh exactly what the name of this is but there are like books on this whole thing and it's controversial because it's like well if you can expend you know money on making things better you need to just make sure that the people who are most able to keep the earth going are the ones who are protected, not necessarily those who are less fortunate, essentially. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Okay. It's way deep. It's, it reminds me of a college philosophy class is what it Art is. Art Bell and George Norrie are jealous of our conversation. I'll find right a, now. I'll find the name of the, the movement and, and I will look it up. It's interesting. Um, man, the, let's, let's bring it down here just a little bit after all of that to something, man, this is a weird transition to make, but, um, the NFL Players Association. <laughs> is AI going to kill us all? Hope not. Anyway, the NFL. The NFL uh, Players Association is worried that artificial turf is going to kill everyone's knees and Achilles. Yeah. Is what they are. Don't watch that video on Aaron Rodgers, by the way. I, well, I saw the I saw the picture, and you can... Uh, uh, yeah. I, w- I, saw the, I saw the still where you can see it rolling up, basically. I watched the, the slow-motion video. Yeah. Where you see the rubber band go? Sack. Oh, oh. uh huh. So, I, so there's the thought among the NFLPA, the union for players, that part of the reason injuries like this happen so frequently is because of the turf. Now, keep in mind, we're not talking about like the turf in the multi-purpose baseball, football stadiums they used to play on in, like you know, in like Pittsburgh or Memorial Stadium for that matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, that stuff just looked, Caleb. That, I I used to just kind of run around on some of that stuff and went on like Memorial State. I don't. I can't believe they played on that Dude. stuff. That was just it was just cement. Yes, it, it was concrete, and they put a carpet. Down it was over just incredible. <laughs> and so now they've got this like what I would call nice field turf that is kind of mimics grass. And um, I, I haven't been down on Memorial Stadium for a while, but they've got the ground up tires that are a part of this. I'm assuming that's kind of the normal go to now. Yeah, I'm not sure how the technology. We were has just changed. on it for Fan Day a few few weeks. Does ago. Does it still get leave the black rubber? Yeah, rubber, rubber yeah, those pellets are everywhere. Yeah. Yep. 
Well, anyway, NFLPA is like, it's time to get rid of artificial turf completely. <laughs> Around 36 hours after four-time NFL MVP Aaron Rodgers suffered a season-ending injury when he tore his Achilles on just his fourth play as a Jets quarterback in the Monday night football game, the NFL Players Association called on the league Wednesday to enact significant change. Of 32 teams, only 14 play on natural grass. Some have argued that Rodgers' injury resulted from his left foot getting stuck in the field turf at MetLife Stadium. Players Association Executive Director Lloyd Howell stated, moving all stadium fields to high-quality natural grass surfaces is the easiest decision the NFL can make. Jets head coach Robert Sala was asked if he has concerns about the field turf at MetLife. No. You know, if it was a non-contact injury, I think that'd be something to to discuss. Jets head coach Robert Sala, Jared Max, Fox News. All right. Yeah, I don't know. It's just some of that, some of those places where they do have grass, that stuff in, in winter, more wintry climates, they have a hard time just keeping that stuff up, right? It's just becomes, it's just brown, it's just dirt that they're playing on by the end of the year as well. So that factor, sure, it's easy when you're when you're in Miami or Jacksonville to say, okay, we're doing grass, but it's a little different deal when you're in and Green Bay. Like, wait, they have like their grass, but they have like those coils, right? Mm-hmm. Heating coils under their field in in Lambeau as well. So anyway, uh, last but not least, if you're uh, so inclined, Dancing with the Stars is starting up again. Season 97 of Dancing with the Stars. Uh, they've announced, that, I mean, they're basically out of stars is going to be what you're going to find out. They announced their uh, cast, though. Here they are. The full cast of Dancing with the Stars has been announced. The reality dancing competition franchise, which moved from Monday to Tuesday nights on ABC, will feature actress Mira Servino, who's partnered with Gleb Shavchenko, Allison Hannigan, who will dance with Sasha Farber, and real estate mogul and Kyle Richards' estranged husband, Mauricio Umansky, who will huh? dance alongside Emma Slater. They huh? will join previously announced celebrities Ariana Maddox, huh? Charity Lawson, and Jamie Lynn Spears who will be competing for this year's Mirrorball Trophy. Season 32 kicks off September 26th on ABC. Michelle Polino, Fox News. That's someone I know because they're a sibling of a celebrity, at least. (laughs) Allison Hannigan is the the gal from American Pie and How I Met Your Mother. I know that one, too. Mira Sorvino is in some movies in the 90s. Does that mean you're interested? Uh, No. Okay. Uh, I think my daughter will be, though. She, uh, yeah. Mondays to Tuesdays, though. So now, great news. You can still see Monday Night Football and be a big Dancing with the Stars fan. That's good, too. At least we have that. 655, we'll take a break. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. You're listening to Lincoln's radio home of Husker football, men's basketball, and baseball with a little volleyball and women's hoops thrown in. 1,499.3 KLIN. It's our weekly spotlight of pets for you to adopt from the Capital Humane Society on LNK Today. All right, let's say hi to Matt Matt Char from Capital Humane Society. Find out about pets uh, that may be available to adopt for you. Good morning, Matt. How are you doing today? Good. How about yourself? Good. Uh, let's hear about the pets up for adoption this week of the Humane Society. Yeah, so first off, we have Dooley, and he's an approximately one-year-old Husky German Shepherd mix. He's a neutered male, and he's tricolor, so he's black and brown and white. Weighs about 45 pounds, and he, he's unique. He has two different colored eyes. So Ooh. one eye is brown, and the other eye is brown with a little speck of blue in it. So cool. very unique. And he's your typical teenager puppy, so very active and wants to play all the time. So uh, definitely have some treats handy, and he's very smart, and he'll take to training really quickly. 
All right. Very good. What else do we have? And then we have Max. So Max with two X's, and he's a three-year-old German Shepherd, neutered male, and he's black and tan in color. Uh, he's a big boy, 85 pounds, and he's full-grown. So uh, he's a bit shy, though. Um, definitely would do best in a home that can kind of help him feel comfortable, get him out around a lot of other people and other dogs so that he uh, is comfortable meeting new new friends and and other people and Maybe a home with another dog would be good for him, too, to kind of help build up that confidence. So uh, if you're looking for a big old German Shepherd, Max is your guy. All right. How can people make adoptions? So Pylock Pet Adoption Center route at 70th and Nebraska Parkway. We're open today and tomorrow, 1130 to 7, and Saturday and Sunday, 12 to 5. All right. Let's get those pets adopted. Thanks so much, Matt. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Yep, have a good one. You know, Matt, Matt, Charles, Capital Humane Society. Ticket Thursday, we got Husker football tickets for Generation Collaboration coming up next on KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. 7-9-14-14. That's a quick check of your time saver traffic. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right. Neck and neck battle between the generations this season of Generation Collaboration. We've tweaked our scoring formula. And because of that, we are all separated. It is all very similar. Millennials 18 and 1, Boomer 16 and 1, Gen X 18 and 2. And uh, now we want you to come into the fray. We want to settle this thing, but we have put a very attractive prize on the line this time as well, which is a pair of tickets to Nebraska football Saturday night at Memorial Stadium versus Northern Illinois. So um, we're going to have first caller is going to get a shot at it. If he does not. Get five questions correct about his generation plus an extra question right about another generation. Then we'll move on to the next one for that prize. Once that prize is won, we will keep playing. Uh, I believe we do have, if you're interested in them after the football game, this is a real shifting gears, but I believe we do have symphony tickets if, if you are interested in those. so Yeah, we do. Mahler's Resurrection tomorrow. If you do win and you want to go to the symphony, we'll give you those tickets, or you can just play for... Uh, Play for pride if you'd like to do that, too. So uh, even if we get a winner at the beginning, stick around if you would like to play. We only have two pairs of football tickets, though. And James is going to try and get them. Good morning, James. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing all right, Jack. How are you? I'm I got good. A question first. Okay. 
is it okay if I just play for pride? I have my tickets okay, for the game. Okay, sure. The symphony ain't my thing. Okay, you can you can uh, play for pride. No, we'll take the pride. Well, all right, we'll take the pride. <laughs> so stay on the line if you're playing for the tickets. You'll get a next shot at that. All right, this would be great. This would be great if you guys lost. Sorry. Oh, I am, come on. I'm openly cheering against you, but get ready for baby time. <laughs> Who is the first host of the television game show? Who wants to be a millionaire? Regis Philbin. Correct. This early 90s hip-hop crew was led by Mark Wahlberg. Oh, again. Marky um, Mark and the Funky Bunch? Dang it. I thought maybe they went a little early for you guys. That's correct. Oh, and for the first one. Thanks. Scientists from around the world completed sequencing of about 99% of what in 2003? Uh, that was DNA, right, James? Well, I was going to say the human genome. Ooh. Is, is that not the same thing? I don't know. I, I like your answer better. You want to go human genome uh, or DNA? With, I only accept one of them. Let's go with human genome. It's human genome, yes. Yeah. Oh, brother. Which team did Derek Jeter play for? <laughs> the New York Yankees. Holy crap. <laughs> the, this awkward, I already mentioned this movie during the show. The awkward coming-of-age film popularized the quote, one time at band camp. <laughs> oh, American Pie. All right. What do you guys want? I might as well do the. Do we do even do this if he's not playing for a prize? It doesn't even. Yeah, matter. because there's two bonus points. Okay, whatever. What do you want? Boomers, what do you want, James? Uh, we usually do an X. Let's try a boomer. Whatever. All right, let's yeah, go, boomer. I'm sure, there's some baby boomer questions for you too. <laughs> what Washington State volcano erupted in 1980, <laughs> causing 57 deaths and over a billion dollars in damage? Come on. Um, I'm going to confer with Caleb, but I think it was Mount St. Helen. I, would, I I would say I would say you're right. I have to I have I'm to find my, my audio here. He's he's already looking up the victory music. <laughs> Great job, guys! That was really an accomplishment. Everyone's very proud of you and impressed with what you just did. You're welcome. Great job. Great thanks, job, James. Thanks, James. I don't know how I there's I can't even the next players. Yeah, I can't even I can't even fathom how you were able to get those questions right. Amazing job. You knew human genome, Jack? I did. I knew all of them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I love how it wasn't. Oh, this is a bo- this is a boomer one. I knew no, it was, a, well, here's a baby boomer. It's just one. <laughs> it's like the word sequencing goes with human genome. I mean, I don't know that I knew the details of that, but yeah, but I, what does DNA stand for? Uh, d- d- Deoxyribonucleic acid. Thank you. That's what I was about to say that, but you beat me to it. All right, back to the phones. 402-479-1400. All right, I got them filled up again. All right, John is next. Uh, John, we'll see if John can win these football tickets. Good morning, John. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you guys? I'm good. All right. Uh, what uh, What generation do you identify as? I am a boomer. All right, Mark. Okay, here we go. We'll do the best we can. Go for it, Caleb. All right, here you go. Not known. Not Okay, let me start over here. Known by only his first name in the 1950s, what teen idol had the hit song Tiger? Wow. Teen (laughs) idol? I feel like we stepped up a couple notches on the difficulty. You think? (laughs) Jeez. Tiger? Tiger. And like the big cat. Yep. The song named Tiger. We're looking for the teen idol's name. He was known by only his first name in the 1950s. Uh, I don't know if it was his first name or last name, but the only one I can think of with that had a single name was Fabian. I, but I have no idea whether that's true or not. You want to yeah, go with I, Fabian, John? I, let's go with Fabian. Sure. Got wow. it. 
Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Charlton Heston rides a chariot in this 1959 okay. film. Okay. Ben Hur. There we go. That's good. That's where we need to be. There was a riot at this New York prison in 1971. Is that Sing Sing? Or was it Rikers? No. Riot, New York prison, 1971. Not Sing Sing Sing's in California. Yes. Is it? Uh, I don't know, Mark. Uh, is it also I, the I name know. of a city? <laughs> Riot at this New York prison, nineteen seventy one. Oh 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 oh! Attica. Attica, yeah. Got it. Wow. He became vice president shortly after Nixon resigned. He became John Ford. No, he became president. After Nixon resigned. We're looking for the vice president after Nixon vice resigned. President. Vice president. Um, little short dude. Was it Nelson Rockefeller? Yeah. This folk singer took a pop turn with the best-selling album of her career, 1975's Court and Spark. Oh. Oh, man. Court. you got to repeat that one again. I have... <laughs> This folk singer took a pop turn with the best-selling album of her career, 1975's Court and Spark. Jeez. I have a guess, but I don't even know. Uh, oh, court, my. Court. Court and Spark. Court and Spark. C-O-U-R-T-A-N-D-S-P-A-R-K. See, I can't spell. Look at you. Uh, um, uh, Joni. Wow, Court. Joni. Uh, jo- Joni Mitchell? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That would have been my guess. Boom, got it. That would have been oh, my guess. Gosh. Okay, so that's they gotta five get one for five. More. Now, what do you guys want to for the for the football tickets? A millennial question or a Gen X question? Your call, Mark. What do you want? I don't care. <laughs> okay, let's go. Um, let's go Gen X. Why not? I think that's all smart. right. Here you go. Mm. Handing it to you. Oh, you good. Wow. What actor played the role of Luke Skywalker in the original Star Ooh. Wars franchise? Oh, Mark Hamill. Yeah. Oh, he nailed it, John. Let's go. The Boomers are back. Yeah. John, you're going to the football game Saturday night. You ready? So excited. Let's go. Beautiful night. Matt Rule debut. I need you to be loud, though, because we're going to need it. Can you do that for me, John? I can can do that. Can you promise me you can will Nebraska to a victory? You, John, can you do it? Yes, I can. Good. Thank you, John. Hang tight. We're going to get your information. You have a great time Saturday night, will you? Thanks, guys. Yep, absolutely. Congrats. There you go. That was a I'm team. I'm glad ever. John won that, that thing. That was a team. That ever. was awesome. I couldn't pull. <laughs> There's just too much crowded in this memory of mine. Uh, I would have got. I would have gotten Joni Mitchell. I would have. Oh, I would have been a guy. When I hear folk singer in the '70s, Joni Mitchell is yeah. the one who comes to mind. So but I couldn't think of her last name. I would not have gotten Donovan, or was it Donovan? Fabian. 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 I would not. Have, well, you see, I couldn't only. I had no I idea never, who never that thought, is. And now I think. Uh, yeah, Donovan was a uh, Fabian. I would have not have gotten that one. Uh, I probably would have eventually gotten Rockefeller. I think Trendwood Park Rocky. That was Trendwood Park Rocky. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Very good. <laughs> oh, going by John yes. on the radio. 
Yes. Or going by Rocky on the text. Whatever he wants Listen, to go by, he's going to a football people game. People with these fake names, uh, it's about enough lately. <laughs> you got a name, you go by your name. If it says on your birth certificate, that's your name. I'm tired of people trying to give themselves Let's different identities. Let's not get into what's on your birth certificate. That's a whole another discussion. <laughs> Well, we can we can Do you want still to play one more. We can play for pride, and if they they want yeah. uh, some LSO tickets, yeah. We can we'll play, who's next? Who's next on the line? Let's play for We've pride. Got line if they want three to. here. Who, uh, Chris and Olathe. Chris and okay. Chris and Olathe wants to play for pride. He wants to get me a win. I know it. Good morning, Chris. How are you doing? Good morning, Jack. I know. Thank you for coming in. If the, the millennials and the boomers got a win, I feel left out. So I think you're here to rescue me here today. Yes. Well, you can rescue me too if if needed, like you didn't do last week, by... Look at Chris is calling out Brett from last week. I wasn't gonna do it, but Chris did. All right, let's see. Just, just I'll t- if I think if I'm very confident, I'm right. I'll tell you that. Uh, you, you, please do. I'll let you know. All right, well, who's uh, Mark? You got my questions. What do yep. we got? Uh, men without hats is known for what hit single? We can dance if we want to. We can do, 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 do. safety dance. Yes, he yep. said it. Safety dance. Uh, this actor best known for portraying Arnold Jackson on different strokes. Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman. Yep. What child star had roles in Gremlins, The Goonies, and Stand by Me? Oh, um, was it was it River was, Phoenix? Uh, no, 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 no. It was um, oh, who's that kid? Uh, say the question again. What were the other movies? G- Gremlins, Goonies, and Gremlins. Gremlins, Goonies, and Stand by Me. Um, um, oh, is it? Uh, let's see. Was it? Uh, one down. I know it was River. One of the Corys. Corey, Corey, Corey Feldman. Felt Corey. Corey Feldman. Is Corey, that sound Corey. right? Yeah, yeah. Corey Feldman. Yes, oh good gosh, job. I thought you were going to talk yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> what sport is Clyde the Glide Drexler known for? <laughs> Clyde sounds like a horse, just going to let you guys know. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. You, you get that one, Chris. Basketball. Basketball. Yes. <laughs> that, okay, that makes up for the Derek Jeter one. Jeez. This, <laughs> this time-saving gadget allows its user to turn off a lamp in the comfort of their bed. Oh, the, that I, I still have one of these. Yes, it's it was the uh, Amazon Alexa of the eighties. It's the uh, yeah you said the clapper. The clapper. Yeah. Clapper. Clap on. Clap yeah. off. Clap on. Clap off. The clapper. <laughs> All right, where do you want to go for our extra point here? Oh, are we about to well, potentially do a say that again? The millennials. Is that what you wanted? Millennials. Yeah. yeah it's always millennials. It's always because it's all baby questions. Oh, okay. It's all baby questions. We're about to go for a sweep for all three generations. This could be a first We've ever. never done this. We have ne- This is a lot of pressure, Chris. Ooh. It okay. is. All right. What do you got, Mark? Um, who is the female dinosaur in Barney? Oh, no. <laughs> my son is too old for Barney. I, I missed Barney. No, my kid got this. I... It was, uh, um, I love you. Probably not helping him. <laughs> you love no. uh, ear, earworm. I don't, what, I, it was a bop, bop, like B O P, bop, 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 bop. um, baby bop. B- b- that was it. Okay. Baby bop, baby bop. Yeah. Baby bop. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm so glad you came through on that one. 
Chris, because... Uh, well, I, I would have been embarrassed if my son, when he was young, he watched Barney religiously. My, so, I, my son yeah. just came up. He was in that age group just behind the whole Barney excitement. So yeah. you saved me on that one. Hey! We did it. We didn't. We got yep. through, and we were all perfect today. And uh, the X's did it too. Thanks to you, Chris. Great job. You win nothing except pride, which is the most important thing. Congratulations. That's the most important thing. Thank you, Jack. You guys have a great day. Have a good one, Chris and Olathe. Wow, you guys, have we arrived? The That's sta- a morning show. The standings: Millennials in first at twenty-five and one. Boomers in second at 23 and 1, Gen X in third at 25 and 2. Have we all become geniuses finally? Practice makes perfect. We all got really good at this we in got the offseason. Really good at it. <laughs> I'm so glad he knew that Barney one because I did not did not have any idea. And uh worked together on Corey Feldman there. I was thinking River Are Phoenix. There, I was thinking on the, the millennial I, I had to select from one of two questions. Yeah, what was I, the other one? What Florida Gator quarterback was the first college sophomore to win the Heisman? Uh, for, uh, the first college. Oh, Tebow. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, don't don't look at me like you I don't was, know that one. Well, I forgot what generation it was. I was like, Danny Warfel? <laughs> no, no, my bad. Steve Spurrier won the Heisman? Well, that was a long time ago. All right, it's 725. <laughs> That's it. Congratulations to John on the tickets with maybe the best reaction for somebody winning something on the radio that I've heard in a lot of years. Of He's doing bummed. This. That was awesome. 725, you listen to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Sofgren. It's time to count them down. The five things you'll be talking about today. This is the Morning Drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, let's get things started with number five. Well, as we've been explaining to you all morning, Nebraskans for Medical Marijuana kicked off their official signature collection event uh, or activities with a Open event at Duffy's Tavern last night. They're trying to get medical cannabis back on the ballot in 2024. I guess not back on the ballot, but get it on the ballot (laughs) after two other tries that failed. If you first you don't succeed, try, try again. If at second you don't succeed, try, try a third time. And that is what they are doing here with the same language that were that was on the petitions that were circulated in 2022 where they did not get the signatures that they needed first time around they tried this they got rejected by the supreme court for violating the single subject rule they bifurcated it into two questions for 2022 2022 
They did not get the signatures they needed. They tried to challenge the rule that required them to get at least 5% of voters in 38 of Nebraska's 93 counties. They did not succeed on that effort, uh, and they fell short of the signatures that they needed. So, Mark, they try again. They've got until July to get this thing done, uh, and they need 7% of all registered voters in the state. They need 5% of voters uh, in 38 of 93 counties, as I just said, in the November to get on the November 2024 ballot. So the challenge, uh, the challenge is getting that 5% out of 38. Yeah. Cause it's 87,000 overall ish. And, and you're, you're going to be able to do that in Lancaster and, and Douglas and Sarpy County. Right. Most likely. Right. But it's the out state or the out County numbers that, uh, that become the challenge for them. And, Part of the, the issue last time is that they lost one of their major funders uh, just as the activities got underway. Right. And it does make me wonder what exactly is going to be. I mean, this in part, I'm sure this kickoff was a, a fundraiser um, where they were trying to get money donated to the ballot committee here at this point. But, yeah, how much uh, how financially able are they to carry out something like this? How much financial backing do they have at this point? Remind me if I'm wrong, though, Mark. Wasn't wasn't there talk that if medical marijuana didn't pass the legislature this year, which it didn't, wasn't there rumblings that the petition drive this year could be one that sought to make recreational marijuana legal? There was some rumblings and, on that. What happened? Whatever happened to that? I think they realized that they had to just you know go with what they knew. And I guess so. I. Sorry to interrupt. I think I, you're. I think the theory was that they could get more money behind them if they went with a recreational marijuana ballot initiative. Probably. Yeah, probably could. But there's also, you know, with other states or neighboring states, uh, and and I think part of the, the deal is that they're not going to be competing with the uh, approval of, of gaming, gambling that was on the ballot. That's true. That was one of the things that there was a lot of money put into that. Right. So. It, I don't know. It's it's one of those things that they're they're a uh, hearty and determined hey, bunch. I mean, give you're right. Give this to them, um, and especially the people who are volunteering for this and just believe that in that as a cause. That's got to be about as demoralizing as it can be to go through these two efforts at getting it on the ballot, thinking you succeeded once, not succeeding at the last minute after months of work. Second time through, thinking you were going to succeed, thinking you had your eyes dotted and your T's crossed, and then you didn't because you just didn't have enough time and enough resources. To go back and try and do this thing a third time, um, it requires a lot of, man, that requires a lot of dedication at this point for the people who are behind that. So um, to, to, to that extent, credit to, to the people who are involved with this. And they have... Mark, they have a, a good amount of time. I believe the date is July third. That is their that is their deadline to actually get these signatures. So we are talking a lot of months here to be able of, to do that. A lot of months, and and they know they have a very clear uh, delineation of what's required. Yes, yeah, and they're two two different. If you if you're asked to sign, if you want to sign, uh, they'll get present you two different ballot initiatives, um, and they are both. The idea is together that they would do the same thing. Uh, they would they would do it all together. This was what they had to do after the Supreme Court made their decision the first time that they did this. So, anyway, they're going to get going. Uh, pl- if you're going to the farmers market, 
I can tell you you're going to see him there. And Husker events. And, well, yeah, you, that's a good point, too. You'd be you'd be dumb not to make everything you could out if of those If you're games. somewhere with people, you'll probably point. see them. I have a hunch they'll be in Wayne and in Peru and in Shadron. And Maybe at the Jonas Brothers concert on Saturday night. Ooh. We'll see. That, do you know Joe Bros are going on the same time as Husker football on Saturday night? Sad. Sad for Husker football. Speaking gonna, of Joe Bros, we're Team Sophie here, by the way. Just going to throw that out there for wow. anyone who's in the know. Wow. I hope the, I hope the bros aren't listening right now. <laughs> Number four. Back in uh, 2022, when uh, then-Senator Brett Lidstrom proposed cutting the state uh, income tax on Social Security income, uh, Governor Pete Ricketts actually ended up signing it into law, and now that he's moved on to the Senate, he wants to propose something like that nationally with a tiered oh, so, cutting of uh, taxing Social Security. So basically de- dealing with the federal income tax as opposed right. to the state income tax, kind of the, the same thing on that? Interesting. Um, Nebraska Examiner's got the uh, complete story, but uh, yeah, the... Uh, I mean, it's a fairly hefty tax if you're depending on uh, what your other income is, and you know if they cut that out, that's going to help seniors. So, is it? It's uh, is that right? Is it ten percent on Social Security income? Is that po- is is that what it is? Um, if I'm reading this right, so eighty five percent of a person's Social Security income is taxable, like you said, depending on outside income and other factors. But he Ricketts wants to make that zero. Essentially, yep. over over a course of time. Yes, at at uh, making it incremental because, of course, it's gonna there's gonna be some cost to this to this whole. Yeah, thing. he wants to, so. to cut it back by ten percent in twenty twenty four, and then uh, cut it again twenty percent in twenty twenty five. So right, right. Um, yeah, I, I mean, this is a, I'm sure this is a big deal to a. It's not quite something that's on my mind yet, but uh, something that'll be a big deal to a lot of people could make a huge difference, uh, I would guess, in terms of the income situation that that people have with this. So, And it sounds like he's looking for, he sounds like the, he thinks there's enough potential bipartisan support for this that he might try and get a Democratic co-sponsor for this thing um, to really give it some potential legs getting through Congress. He's going to have to have a very uh, influential Democratic senator. Yep. Uh, Probably. Uh, generally speaking, uh, tax cuts from the Democratic side of the aisle are a tough, tough thing to uh, vote for. All right, moving on. Number three. Well, the world record for women's sporting event uh, spectators may not hold. What? Some, yeah, there's a recent documentary. The 1971 Women's World Cup claims more than 100,000. All right, so what I found, there's a documentary what? that was first screened a week ago at the Toronto International Film Festival. It's called Copa 71 on the unofficial Women's World Cup, which was held in Mexico. And it claims that in the final at Azteca Stadium in Mexico, Mexico City, there were 112,500 now, they've got some video, some documentary footage with it, and they've talked to some people. I don't know what the verification process is going to have to be for that, but there is the potential that as Nebraska volleyball broke what was the known world record, we'll see whether or not that holds out wow. because it may not have been the record they were even going after. What if there were 25,000 
aliens at that state. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah, how do we label that? <laughs> so they're saying, and, and apparently the, the FIFA Online Museum acknowledges that there were 112,500 spectators yes. there for this thing. Uh, one of the co-directors, this is interesting, the co-directors of this had a quote in the story from The Guardian that says, it's not Nebraska's fault or the university's social media team's fault that they didn't know about this either. For most, until this was shown, most did not know about the 1971 World Cup or information about it or how large the crowds were. Now, the re- a little backstory on that World Cup even happening is because Mexico hosted the World Cup the prior year and wanted to continue to pour money into large events. So they and this decided wasn't, to, So this wasn't like an official. They didn't have an official women's world. No, Cup the, at the, the time. first official women's world cup went to Ben for another twenty years. But it was there, still a sporting. There event. were still nations where it was not legal to have a national women's soccer team at the time that this was played. But Mexico and Denmark, according to Copa seventy one, played in front of one hundred twelve thousand five hundred back in 1971. So do we have... Con- what kind of confirmation do we have of this That's number, right. I, I, and I haven't seen the documentary because they're going through their film festivals and their showings for it. I don't know exactly what the videos look like for it or, again, what kind of verification process like the Guinness Book of World Records would have to have for this on, on how to gauge a legitimate number. Now, that stadium right now has a capacity in the 80,000. Yeah, I just looked it up, 87,000. But that stadium has been packed well beyond that. As a matter of fact, back in 1968, a Mexico-Brazil soccer soccer match had 119,000 spectators crowded in there. They've had uh, some boxing matches. Um, A boxing match in 1993 actually had 132,000 in that stadium. Okay, so it used to hold 105,000. Yeah, and through renovations. They they renovated it, and at that time it was the largest soccer-specific stadium in the entire world at that time. I don't know. Okay, this is between yesterday, and yesterday Wisconsin plays Marquette, and they they did another thing where they were trying to set an attendance record. They're claiming the largest crowd indoor for a NCAA for, for a regular game. season. So John match. Cook is waking up and hearing the indoor record is now being claimed by Wisconsin. Uh, the world record for outdoor event is now being claimed by the 1971 World Cup. It's time to get to work yes. on getting some big crowds. <laughs> so I don't know if we need to go. I don't know if they're going to play at Indy Motor Speedway, where I think they can get closer to 200,000 people. Yes. <laughs> Do it. I don't know where it is. Let's do it at the Kansas Speedway. Can yeah, maybe Kansas Speedway is up with that. That'd be make more sense in Indianapolis, well, wouldn't and, it? And have have a match against Iowa, Missouri, Kansas, and the Huskers. Actually, uh, put two want... courts down, have them cross in the middle, and just say go. Actually, <laughs> Iowa Speedway. I'm looking at what the Iowa Speedway. Capa- oh no, that's small. That's not that nearly that. Big. I think it's okay. Uh, I think yeah. Kansas Speedway is about 150. Kans- I'm gonna look that up. Kansas Speedway capacity. Uh, hold on. We're we're gonna figure this out right now. There's but no- at the end of the day, this does not take away anything from what Nebraska did in the celebration that it had. There just might have to be a few notations uh, changed. Kansas so- is only seventy two thousand, Mark. Oh, although that's basically what Stadio Azteca was, and they got one hundred eighty thousand <laughs> in there. So, 
Well, you can put up a lot of bleachers at Kansas Speedway. Good point. Good point. Wow. All right. Interesting find, Caleb. Yeah, this is. I feel like we're going to hear more about this. Number two. Ah, uh, this is crazy. Two. <laughs> One thousand year old alleged non-human alien corpses presented in a display case in the Mexican Congress yesterday. Non-human beings. Yeah. Look, look like a miniature ET. So a Mexican journalist and I didn't know this was a thing. Ufologist, which is UFOologist, Jamie Mossman was the one who presented these, testified under oath that these mummified specimens, three fingers on each hand, had carbon-14 analysis done on them at the Autonomous National University of Mexico. The corpses were around 1,000 years old. Mark, have you looked at the pictures? I, saw, the, I did. See do them. you think they are aliens? It looks to me like it's a sandcastle type build, but you know, you do something on the beach. That's what I thought. The, 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 the just the somebody you know out on the beach making a design. That's oh, what I thought it was. That's what it looked like. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, it looked. If you've seen, you know, you Google like the e. pictures there ever. It looked like ET. The head looked like e- yep. the shape of ET at least. Mm-hmm. Actually, the whole thing kind of ET was sort of hunched over though, and. Sort of bigger than the. It looked like a baby ET, is what it looked like. Yeah, I just i I don't know. Simply because you've had so much time, you also know that there were different things went into burial rituals on how you can make something look more deformed than maybe it even was to begin with. Why was there one here a thousand years ago and there hasn't been one since either? Is another question. Because they were so small. So I mean we're 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 talking walking around here 1000 AD at this point like talk about combining what you think of as the future with the past you're you're 1000 AD here at this point with this whole thing and Have you never watched Ancient Aliens? No. What's Ancient Aliens? On the History Channel. No. No, I don't watch that crap. Oh, don't you I dare. Don't watch any of that. Come on. All right. The truth is out there. I heard there was an alien craft that hovered over Washington, D.C. the other day. Yeah. Listened to what was going on and then bypassed her. (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you. Moving on. Number one. A couple of people upset with the energy department banning (laughs) incandescent light bulbs, so they're doing a little hoarding. Uh, 4,800 light bulbs, uh, New Hampshire man, 4,826. Uh because they don't meet the energy efficiency policies set by the Energy Department. Kevin Schmid says his variety of incandescent bulbs should last him until he's 100. <laughs> he stocked up a lifetime supply of incandescent bulbs. He likes them that much better than LEDs. He doesn't like LEDs. Wow. Cost him about $1,700. So, you know, I guess. I don't know. It... it, it if there were things, if I had stockpiled something that got completely banned or or changed or went away forever, I do not think it would have been incandescent light bulbs. Yeah, but you never um, thought they would go away either. No, I I, I wouldn't have. But it's like if there was one issue that you wished you would have, one thing that you completely wish you would have completely stockpiled, I'll tell you what it would have been. I'll tell you what it would have been. It would have been that uh, 
seasonal cranberry Sierra mist that they used to make around the holidays. I wish I had a warehouse with that stuff. Yeah, you like that the was, diet version. The, the diet version. That was the best holiday drink. And the, Sierra mist is nothing now, but Sierra mist at some point got rid of it. But I think we all have a thing that we would have wish we would have stockpiled at this point. This guy actually did it. 4,826 incandescent bulbs, which will be changing out fairly regularly, unlike most of us. So, with our LEDs. All right, that's it for your morning drive. It's brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management. 7.56 on KLIN. When you're thinking Huskers. Option pitch out to the side. It's a touchdown, Nebraska. Think 1,499.3 KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. But first, your fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. All right. Um, if you didn't hear, there was a slight controversy with the early fantasy Huskers keyword, and it has nothing to do with you guys' ability to text in or get your pick or win your prize or any of that. There was some misinformation that was put out there that I think probably is a station we need to respond to. Caleb intimated that I misspelled the word uh, quarterback at 635 this morning, um, and he used some kind of AI deepfake technology um, that not only created the sound of my voice misspelling a word, then broadcast mm-hmm. it out to the world, and then replayed it for the world. Right. What that was was an exercise for all of you to realize the dangers of AI. Okay? You've been... This is kind of a war of the world situation, essentially, anyway, uh, via yeah. radio. So you were part of an experiment. Now you know AI is terrifying, and I can spell. Anyway, okay. with all that said, uh, what what do we have coming up for uh, this... For this keyword. I had to baby it a little bit for you. Oh, did you? you? Well, good. Grow. G-R-O-W. Okay, you're going to deep fake that one and I'm going to be like G-Q-Q-X-X-N-T number sign. Well, now that you said it, I will. (laughs) Number sign. Now I can edit that. (laughs) Email at sign. All right, text in the word grow to 402-479-1400. You might get a pick in Fantasy Oscars. The question, if you get a pick, is 
When does Nebraska score their first touchdown of the game quarter and time remaining? With that said, time to say hello to Robin Eshelman of Eshelman Commercial Real Estate, Dave Albers of Albers Co. You know him better as the Girl Lincoln team. Robin, Dave, good morning. How are we doing today? Good morning. How are you guys? Good, good. morning, gentlemen. All right. I want to know what you guys know about what is happening with businesses, restaurants, retail, and the like. And so let us jump into it. I drove by O Street, the old fresh time, and I heard you guys and others report they were going to be having their soft opening last week. Didn't see too many cars there. What's happening? I drove by there this morning. And they do have signs up there saying that they're going to be open from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. They did say soft opening, more items next week. So who knows? We'll wait and see what actually has happened. I was not there during no- those normal business hours, so I don't, uh, I don't know okay. anything other than that. But I had just heard this morning that they, had they that. said they were open or were going to be open, but then it didn't happen, and they were hoping this weekend. I think if you check it out, just show mercy and grace. They're having trouble getting things Fair enough. ramped up. And, and this is not uncommon. For not the, uncommon. Yeah, we, we see this frequently the first week or two of businesses open. Okay, so maybe wait and see a little bit, and uh, hopefully they'll be cut up them, and running. Cut them some bit. slack, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, all right, next, uh, Robin, what do we have, uh, or whoever, whomever you want to talk about this, North 23rd Street. Yes, um, actually, this and one other announcement about about uh, fitness, um, 3620 North 23rd Street, that is northwest of Cornhusker Highway and 27th Street, kind of back northwest of Super Saver Shopping Center is where yep. this is. Okay. Speedville personal trainer has opened up on north 23rd street uh, for a personal trainer gym and then um, a big project i noticed yesterday down at 14th and yankee hill road uh victress uh fitness center which i think started out and may still be for women who are pregnant a place for them oh to work out they have moved to a different building that looks much bigger than the last building okay so fitness alive and well i was gonna say still a huge expanding sector here at yeah this point. i it, i think we have something every other week we have a fitness center. right i mean three things lincoln like <laughs> fitness getting their car washed and vaping those three yes. things are our favorite things yes <laughs> <laughs> three things I love. It's fitness, they, a clean car, they, and a nice deep raspberry vape. And oh, I and I am here to tell you I have I have land. That is a spectrum right there, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you I have some land for sale and the first people I heard from were car wash people. I gotta tell you folks. Yep. I bet <laughs> they're still coming. I bet. All right. Uh okay, question on Facebook. Yeah. Uh what are they building behind Bagels and Joe at eighty fourth and Holdridge exactly? Yeah. Uh so I went over there, talked to a construction worker. Look at you just said, pounding the pavement, well, just coming know. up to a dude in a hard hat and being like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I tapped on his shoulder. <laughs> Wow! Like no, you didn't get punched. No, I get upside the head with a shovel. No, literally, I yelled at him. Is what really happened. Hey, what's going on over here? He said that it is an addition to bubbles and blocks, and I uh, child, care, child center. care center, which is already there. And I went and looked, and it did look like they were 
uh, going to attach the two buildings uh, looked like a walkway between the two of them. So, because I believe we had somebody who thought that that was inaccurate, which it very well may be. Because uh, look, it was a construction worker who I was talking to, but it did appear that way. Well, yeah, we had one Facebook fan that said, "No, it's a different building." But it, it is a different building. Technically, it's a different building. It's right next to the existing building, but they're going to tie the two buildings together through a walkway. Oh. Maybe one is a gymnasium. Who knows? So, yeah, I don't like a skywalk situation. No, 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 oh, okay. no. Just, just, just on the ground, slab oh, on grade, man. slab on grade uh, type of construction. I thought they were going to build a network like they have in uh, like downtown Des Moines over there on North Eighty Fourth <laughs> Street, where I can walk to every business no. on North. I go over to Hy-Vee. I can go over to Good Sense over there, and and uh, Bagels and Joe. It'd be that's, nice. That's a hard no. Okay, I feel like it would be an investment worth making in that kind of infrastructure. Uh, all right, moving on. 49th in Madison, Uni Place. What do we have going on there? You know, this is a residential neighborhood right off Main Drag there in um, University Place. Yep. yep. Uh, but uh, sometimes in those older neighborhoods like that, you'll see what we call spot zoning, where there's like a single little medical building or something like that right. surrounded. So this is one of those situations. Um, you, you do have to go look for it. There is a project going through the Planning Commission, kind of interesting, um, a, a corporation called Best Kept Secrets. And they are trying to renovate one of these older office buildings on the southwest corner of 49th and Madison Place to put in a lounge, meals, groceries, and art in a small commercial building. In doing so, they said, they are seeking an exception to liquor distances of 100 foot from homes, and they are hoping to catalyze the creation of UNI Place as a creative arts district. Lounge, meals, groceries, and art. And art. Interesting. I can't say that I quite know what the feel of that's going to be, but it's fascinating and in kind of a residential feeling area. It's there different. As well. They had yeah. a floor plan. The, the grocery store looked very small, but they did say there is a need in that neighborhood to be able to run in and pick things up. How far are we from a real, not a real grocery store, I'm not meaning to demean this place, but a, a big grocery store getting a liquor license so that people can drink while they shop? <laughs> I mean, honestly, uh, where I mean, I feel like we're we've done it on almost every other situation, and there may not be a more uh, a, a more activity where that's needed. Than I, I'm going shopping. for the doctor office thing because that's where I feel like <laughs> doctor's yeah. office. I feel like that might be like here's your all right, time for your physical. Here's your paper thin robe. Can I right, please have a drink? Please, please fill out this. Uh, update your insurance information uh, and what's your cocktail order here before your right. physical. You're actually not a bad idea. Uh, I don't think the doctors are going to go for it, I don't though. think so. All right. Uh, open Harvest. Open Harvest. Ooh. Okay. They yeah. got a new... I didn't I didn't realize this. They got a new so location opening it's up. it's funny that you said that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, this was not planned. Uh, yeah. They're seeking a liquor license uh, for their new location. That might be it. I think that's Did probably- I just create that? Did I just will that into happening? Well, I'm guessing this is probably for off sale, not on sale, but oh, whatever. Okay. Um, 
And by the way, this is in the Telegraph District, 330 South 21st. That is funny that you yeah i, I don't hey, think you noticed that. there's gonna yeah. be people pumped grocery stores in downtown lincoln right yeah i mean that's what what yeah, a, you're gonna essentially uh, telegraph district i mean close enough downtown. to downtown yeah yeah, yeah i mean so, in, in a heavily in a what is at least planned to be a big residential area yeah around downtown and that's always been one of the one of the difficult things i think about living in that area is just still there's there's more than there used to be in terms of options. Right. With, they've with, got the, some of that. with the one that's over. Oh, on Canopy Street, they've yeah. got one. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a Casey's that's pretty big that's kind of in the downtown area that's kind of grocery-ish, sort of. It's con- it's a convenience store without a gas pump, yeah. uh, essentially. So you're getting more of that stuff, and this would add to that as well. Right. Um, man, that area, though. That area is... that that's Telegraph ha- is the ticket these days. Now, I... I don't want to hold them to any date they may have given because I don't hold anybody to opening dates when it's new construction. I, I know how things can go wrong. But usually the liquor license is there towards the end. You know? Yeah. That, so they uh, must be getting close. Yeah, uh, telemar- tele- uh, telemarket. Telegraph district is about to become the haymarket for people who don't want to drive into downtown. Yeah. Is what that is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, it really or, it or is. Or who don't want to or who want to just, you know, park at that big parking lot by the mill and it's call a, it. It's it's really an expansion of housing opportunity. You know, there there's a lot more apartments yeah. available there than well, in the haymarket. Well, just think about the haymarket. This is kind of funny because what was one of the first businesses in the haymarket that seemed to explode uh the mill the mill yeah yeah same thing same thing yeah yeah you're right i mean that's one of the 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 ogs in that whole area everything else seems to be newer than that i don't know if that's completely correct but yeah you're right it, that's interesting how there, it kind of builds around the the sort of the gathering the social part of that whole thing created that I'm going to use the old school terms, cool vibe mm-hmm. for that area. Yep. Yep. Well, if anybody knows a cool vibe, it's Dave Albers. Well, so he, <laughs> yes, I've been known Dan, for that. That's uh, many. That's all anybody says about it. Like, get that guy on, talk more about cool vibes. Uh, all right. Uh, another step in the convention center. We talked about this on the show the other day. We got a committee now. Uh, we got potential locations. We got some consultants reports, and now we're going to have a committee here with the convention uh, center. Committee. Yes. That's usually the way it works. We're making progress. A committee. Um, yeah, they. They are looking at a minimum of 54,000 square feet, which is the size of a, I don't know, a Michael's or a, yeah. or a Hobby Lobby, That's not- um, plus gathering and outdoor space, so probably quite a bit bigger. Okay. Um, so this will be pretty good sized because we're so behind compared to Kearney and some of the other mm-hmm. small areas around the state. Five sites are under consideration, so just for your review, so you can you can lobby these committee members to vote for your favorite place. Um, next to the Cornusker Hotel is one choice. The former Lincoln Journal Star Production Building at 9th and Q, the Midwest Steel Building at 8th and N Streets, the downtown post office, and Telegraph District, of course. If they want the cool vibes, that's where that I would in go. There. Yeah. Um, this project, just kind of summarize, it, it's probably about five years away. Okay. All right. Uh, anything else beyond what we've uh, what we've got on there on our regular list today you guys want to hit here for sure uh, before we get going? 
Well, go ahead, Robin. Motor Food Cafe is actually that's a tip Caleb got that we we hear that they're closing their storefront, not their not their truck, keeping that open, but they have a storefront over kind of near 48th and Vine Street. All right. And that's shutting down Saturday? Saturday will be the final day according to their Facebook post just yesterday. Mm. But like you said, the food truck and catering will continue. Munch Madness, I believe, qualifier last year. Yep, Motor Food was in. Motor Food, Munch Madness. Still still can get in if they're uh, a food truck, but yeah. And then, Jack, you were saying when we came in. Yes, uh, I was over at Edgewood uh, the other day, and and I'm going to forget the name of the actual uh, franchise. of Seven Brew. Seven Seven Brew. Brew. They're getting, getting moving on. They've got signs up for the Seven Brew Coffee, which... It's a stone's throw from Starbucks, which is going to be interesting in its own way. But yeah, that and they're both on the morning drive side, right? On the same side, on the east side of the street, there on Fifty Sixth Street. So you're going to have two options there for drive-through coffee, smoothie, etc. Places right next to each other at Edgewood. So that'll be an interesting situation. Yes, it will. Um, all right, uh, let's see. This week we've got a night game, so you guys are on this week, huh? Yeah. Yes, we are on air on Saturday at noon with new proposed guidelines for paying overtime. If you are a business owner, you really need to pay attention to this. Baylor Law Firm will be in to explain um, who you need to start paying overtime to now. Um, How to get a free furnace. John Henry's Plumbing, Heating, Electric, Electric, Electric. They do a lot. And electrical, yes. I'm sorry, John Henry's. I bungled that one up. Um, When commercial building loans are hard to get, which interest rates are making that so fun these days, Jim Reef is in to save the day. He's with Nebraska Enterprise Fund to talk about gap funding so you can buy your commercial building. Very nice. All right. That'll be noon on Saturday. Pre-game will start at 2 on Saturday. So you can pre-game your pre-game with Grow Lincoln. Robin, Dave, thank you. Great to talk to you. We'll see you again next week. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. All right. There you go. It's 826. We'll take a break. Got sports coming up next on KLIN. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney. Make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusion supply. See store or jcp.com for details. When you... Find someone who makes you as happy as this guy does. What he says. Touchdown, Nebraska! It's time to go one-on-one with the voice of the Huskers, Greg Sharp. Brought to you by Bryant Air Conditioning, Heating, Electrical, and Plumbing. Alright, welcome back. It's time to talk Husker football. The voice of the Big Red. Greg Sharp getting ready for... Home game here on KLIN, Northern Illinois. Kickoff 6 o'clock pregame along the network starting at 2. 
And I lost Greg on the phone somehow. So let's get Greg back. Here you go if you want to call him. Um, but <laughs> don't worry, we didn't hang up. Well, I might have hung up on Greg, but if I did, it was completely accidentally. Uh, but Greg will start. But yes, uh, Northern Illinois Saturday night. Northern Illinois, by the way, g- went to Boston College and won on the road uh, against the Power 5 ACC team. Um, you know, Boston College and not not maybe not the greatest in the world but uh but hey they can go in they beat nebraska before in the mike riley era here in lincoln uh they went in and beat boston college and they did lose to southern illinois and fcs team after that and so uh nothing nothing for granted here this weekend uh but should be some great weather for some husker football six o'clock along the network pregame two o'clock and nothing greg, good ever comes from losing to the salukis greg sharp will be there yeah caleb tries to give us all this intra illinois college talk that nobody <laughs> cares about but uh good morning greg how are you doing today I, i'm hanging in there guys i'm looking forward to having a home football game right finally finally getting uh there it feels like it's it's just bizarre never again can we agree never again two road games never again two power five teams on the road to start the season can we all hold hands kumbaya and agree to that at this point yeah no right. doubt i mean the, the 95 Huskers were equipped to handle that. The, the yeah. 23 Huskers weren't quite ready for that deal. And, and then, you, yeah, you still you look back and you think that the Minnesota game should have been a win. I mean, right. should be back here at 1-1. One and, one. and and there were some good things last week. I think the game plan last week was really well laid out, and it was being executed until the turnover started happening late in the second quarter. But up until that point, Nebraska kind of had it going their way. Yeah, like I don't want to be overly positive about a loss. I know people don't want to hear that, but I agree with you. That first half was kind of, I think, I think they probably would have liked to have had some more points. But in terms of pace, in terms of style, in terms of everything that was happening, I think that was kind of by design. It went about like they wanted to in the first half until you got to that last couple of minutes of the whole thing. That's exactly right. And then, you know, Jeff doesn't handle the shotgun snap and then the the, the interception, which they immediately hit on yep. for the score. And then he needs to get out of bounds. He needs to stay in bounds yes. yeah. in the last minute plus because he doesn't. They save a timeout and then they end up kicking a field goal in the last play of the half. So, you know, just an unfortunate final five minutes. But yet, you know, Huskers score early in the third quarter and with seven minutes to go in the third, it's a 13 7 game. So the final score is deceiving. The, you know they, they they were the better team. There's no doubt they they won. Uh, but you know if Nebraska can clean up these mistakes and keep playing great defense like they have, I think there's some yeah. wins coming coming down the track. Would have liked to have seen what the second half looked like, at least without you know. And yeah. I think the idea was to kind of wear them down um, on, on that whole thing, especially wear that offensive line down that they had. And uh, I think they were making headway on that. But again, you can't turn it over. Which brings me to my next question: Like the offense obviously has some issues and and is far from perfect in a lot of places. But how much? Just how? I think we all agree turnovers are the number one issue. How far at a number one in front of everything else are turnovers as the biggest issues? And maybe another way to kind of ask this is, like, if they could clean up the turnovers, and I'm not saying zero turnovers, but instead of four a game, you're talking about one a game. How different do you, do you think that makes this offense feel as a whole? Well, I don't know that the offense changes much, but the record does, right? Without the turnovers, you win the Minnesota game. You don't fumble the ball with five minutes to go, you you win that football game against the Gophers. So it, it does change that. And, and like you said, if you without the turnovers, what's the first half score look like in Boulder? So I don't think this is going to be a dynamic offense, even toward the end of the year. I think it can be adequate. I think they could move the ball and score more than they have early. But the, I think we all realize the kind of lack of guy 
on the outside that can take the top off the defense. So you're going to see a lot of eight-man fronts uh, yeah. moving forward with these these uh, this defenses that they face week in and week out. So I'm not sure the offense changes a lot, Jack, but if they can clean up the mistakes, play good defense, they can win some low-scoring games. Yeah, to, to your point, man, Colorado loved those run blitzes because they weren't worried about getting burned Correct. when they were gambling on defense. Those Nebraska ran right into them. Um, we'll get to the quarterback position in a second, but kind of just building off of what you were talking about there, what do you think, ideally, given what Nebraska's got, and, and whoever ends up being a, a quarterback, we'll get into that in a bit, but given what Nebraska's got at offense to the extent uh, that there are some strengths there, that you obviously have weaknesses there, what is, I still don't quite know what the identity of this offense is going to be, and I feel like maybe they're trying to, to figure it out and you build it around what you've got. What is the ideal sort of identity situation for this offense, especially going into the Big Ten season? Yeah, well, I think deep down, Matt Rowe wants to be a power-running team that can play action, get the quarterback run game involved in it. And I think that's what he sees uh, from his teams moving forward. And, and he made an interesting comment Monday where he said, this is what you get when you hire me. This is in my DNA is to kind of be that style of a guy, play great defense, have good special teams, and then just be protect the ball, run the ball on offense, and kind of shorten games. I think that's what he envisions for this program moving forward. And, you know, now the, the turnovers has, has thrown a, a wrench into all of that. But I think that's what he wants the identity to be. And, I, you know, he, they scored major points in the spring, didn't they, when they said fullback? And we've seen the yeah. fullback out there a handful of times. So that's what I think he envisions. I don't know that he he's not going to be a, a, a spread offense guy with a lot of slinging the ball around the field like maybe a Colorado's doing right now, but I think he wants it to be a power-based offense. Yeah. Um, okay, well, let's talk about the, the quarterback situation. I mean, just reading between the lines of what was said this week in the press conferences, and they haven't made any declarations on anything, but it sounds like they're at least getting very prepared to potentially play uh, uh, Harburg and or Purdy based on Sims' health at this point. Uh, we, don't, we don't know for sure. We'll wait, wait to hear something for sure. If that is the case, though, I, I guess well, first of all, I don't know if Purdy's banged up or if he's not banged up or if he's ready. Um, but give me kind of, we've seen a little bit of Purdy last year. Uh, it was fairly ineffective, to be honest. Give me kind of what you know and you're getting a feel about these two guys if you see either or both of them in the game on Saturday. Yeah, Purdy pulled a groin at mid-August, mid-camp, and that kind of took him out of it for a week or so. He's been back the last week and a half, and I think he's feeling better now. So Heinrich has clearly been the number two guy for the first two games of the season. And and if Jeff can't go on, Coach Rural's got a presser, I think, at 1130 or something today. And that's probably going to be the, the big one because yeah. they practiced last night and they practice, they're practicing right now. So they'll have a good feel whether Jeff can, can give them anything this Saturday or not. But, you know, with Heinrich, he's so athletic. They can keep the quarterback run elements in there with him. His accuracy passing has been the negative for him. And even last week, just two of six. Both uh, both catches were made by Fedoni, which was encouraging. So I-, I could see if Jeff can't go, I could see a mix of both. I could see both playing. That you know they may have okay. a series or two. They want to throw it a little bit more, and, and Chubb is a little bit better in that phase of the game than Heinrich. So uh, you know I- I- you're right. They've actually they've absolutely been working the other two guys because Jeff did not practice Sunday or Tuesday. Don't know if he practiced last night. They were hoping that he could go. Mm-hmm. Um, so. That, that's kind of what you're looking at there. I, and for this game, I think you're going to hang your hat on your defense to just continue to be dominant and, and try to just get enough points on the board that you, you walk away with a win. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, 
I, I want I, I want to talk about the defense because they they deserve a little conversation here. But, but Sims, if he's healthy this weekend uh, or going forward, and I, I mean we all agree it's how we started the interview. Uh, the turnover numbers are just, you just can't win games. You're not going to win games, maybe any games, if you're turn, turning the ball over four times a game. And not all of those, but most of them were Sims were was involved in uh, either fumbling or throwing interceptions. But you know the crazy thing is, Greg, I know. I looked. I looked at his numbers last year, uh, at um, when he was playing at Georgia Tech. He threw three interceptions last year and 188 passes. He had two fumbles lost all of last year. Um, he had higher numbers his freshman year in the COVID year with some interceptions and fumbles. But like, this isn't necessarily who he's like who he is or who he's been. And so like the. I don't know. Do you get any feeling like there's some sort of a regression to the mean coming in terms of the turnovers, or like how do you? It's it's just he's had turnovers in his career, but he's already basically passed up what he did last year in two games. Yes. Yeah. No, you certainly can see why the coaches wanted him, right? I mean, you just go back and watch the tape from last year. I think he only ended up playing seven games because he got hurt last year at Georgia Tech. But yeah. yeah, I think they felt like okay, this is a quarterback that's maturing, that's understanding the role of the game. He's making all that progress, limiting mistakes, and he's even going to be better now that he's a year older. So I think that's exactly the thought process mm-hmm. of why he was so attracted to this staff back in January when the, quote, free agent market kind of opens up in college football. And, and they, they wanted to have a, a guy that could run the ball, and that's, that's why they went with Jeff. So the turnovers, I think they've been surprised by the mistakes that he has been making. And Marcus Satterfield said yesterday they didn't really see these mistakes being made up until a couple weeks ago. So you hope he settles in and hey, hey, maybe even missing a game might help him. If he's on the sidelines because he can't go physically, maybe that helps him kind of settle in here at Nebraska. That's at least the hope. And and look, I... Uh, after they didn't make the change at halftime, they stuck with him. I mean, I think I know where the coaches' minds are at. You know, people can agree, disagree with that whole thing. But, boy, if Harburg or Purdy has a, a particularly good game here for a week or maybe for two weeks as well, like, I think the coaches are go- going back to Sims no matter what, but there's going to be a lot of people who are asking the question about that and discussing it, right? I mean, you, can, an- you can anticipate your calls to Sports <laughs> Nightly right now, Greg. I'll tell you, you know it. <laughs> Fans love a quarterback controversy, right? I mean, yeah. it, just, it stokes everything. But, you know, I think Nebraska's that, – that, they, they know Jeff's their, their number one guy. I think Matt Rule's trying to do everything possible yeah. to keep that from happening. But you're right. I mean, if, if Heinrich or Cheba or the combination of the two go out and do a really good job, that's going to make it. That's yeah. going to make it a topic for all of us to discuss. Yeah, it'll be there. It'll be there. We'll deal with that if needed when the uh, when the time comes. Let's talk about the defense. That's a whole lot more fun conversation. Although, Greg, if I sat down and I, I told you uh, right before that Minnesota game that through two weeks Nebraska is going to be leading the nation in sacks uh, and get get be getting them from all over that defensive line, I think you and I would have felt pretty good that they were going to start this season 2-0, and yeah? Absolutely. I mean, last week, eight sacks. Are you kidding me? That was incredible what they were able to do. And I just love the young guys. I mean, we were saying this on Sports Night last night that we, you know, the freshmen on the volleyball team are getting a ton of attention. But how about some of these freshman defensive linemen? Yeah. Cam Lenhart, Prince Will, Uman Mielin, and then last week, Riley Van Poppel getting right. some snaps and making a play or two. So that is really exciting to see those kind of guys. Those guys are hard to find. And Nebraska's got three or four of them at that age. Man, that's that bodes really well for the future. So I love what Tony White's doing. He has just been phenomenal. I, I he is 
way past my expectations of what he could do with this defense. So they have just been so fun to follow. Well, I One of the things I noticed, especially after watching games back, and you probably have a good idea, obviously, for your prep with these games and seeing this, but I was thinking as I was watching that Colorado game and watching back, I was like, man, it seems like they are rotating players like crazy in this thing. So I went back through and I counted the amount of players who had you know regular rotations when the game was in doubt. I counted unofficially 22 of them, Greg. 22 yep. defensive players. Is that is that you that's that's more than you normally would see with a Nebraska or any defense, is it not? It's what they want. I mean, yeah. and it's what I mean, Matt Rule even said he goes, I told Luke Reimer during the offseason, we're you're not going to play 80 snaps a game. We're going to keep you fresh so that you can make it through the entire season. I mean, I remember the first drive of the season in Minnesota, 18 guys saw snaps on the first series for the defense. I mean, that's just unbelievable. But I think that's great. Again, this staff's all about development. That's one thing I think's been missing from Husker football for the last decade plus is developing guys and getting some depth. Well, that's how you do it is you throw kids out there, throw them in there, and make them swim a little bit. And yeah. I think we're seeing that, and I think we'll get the benefits, Jack, of that come November when a lot of teams wear down. Nebraska should be, because of a lack of snaps guys have accumulated during the year, should still be pretty pretty fresh when we hit November. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, and I'm going to pronounce his name wrong, uh, but uh, 42, Makai Gabor. Am I saying that right? Bayer. Bear, bear, bear. He makes. A play. We we, have, we played all the pronunciations in the studio that Caleb, day. <laughs> I don't listen to the show when we do that. Uh, Greg, I I saw him make a play on special teams against Minnesota. I'm like, who's that guy? I don't know who that guy is. And then he's in there in Colorado on defense, and I'm like, who? There's that same guy that I didn't know last week, and he's making yeah. plays at this point, which is, I mean, that's impressive because I didn't even see his name coming up on the depth chart, and here he is. He's been a legit playmaker among many of them here on this defense so far. He, he forced his way in there because he made two terrific plays on special teams against Minnesota. And Matt Rural came into the, the meeting room on, on Sunday and goes, 42 needs to play on defense. Guys, he's blowing <laughs> things up on the special teams. we got to get him out there. And boy, did he respond then when he got his opportunity. I love stories like that. Yeah. Guys that you just kind of overlook and don't think about. And then all of a sudden they get a chance. You're like, whoa, we got, we got something here. So Good for Makai to, to step up and get some role. You're going to see him a bunch, I think, again on Saturday. Yeah. Well, here's what I know about Northern Illinois. They went in, they beat Boston College, then they lost, yeah. as Caleb has pointed out, to Southern Illinois, an FCS team, I suppose kind of a rivalry there uh, as well. They came into Nebraska a few years back when Mike Riley was here and beat Nebraska as well. And so, you know, they're a, they, they've they been a, a good MAC program at times. It's definitely not someone you can take for granted. What else do we need to know getting ready for Northern Illinois? Because that's about the extent of what I know at this point about them. Well, Derek Walker is the quarterback. I mean, he's like 25-year-old Rocky Lombardi is their quarterback. It's his seventh season of (laughs) college football. I I did know, but he started, I know you know this, Greg, but I got to say it for the listeners. He started the Scott Frost first season game for Michigan State, the snow game in 2018, five years ago. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy how old some of these guys are and still playing college sports. Yeah. That's why I used the Derek Walker reference. Yes, he was 25 I get it. last year. Yes. Planet PBA. So he's okay. He's not going to be intimidated by that. Hey, it gets your attention when they go on the road and beat an ACC team, and they led almost the entire game against the Eagles. And I don't think BC's great, but that certainly gets your attention. And, and don't sleep on Southern Illinois is a really good FCS program. So and that that's a okay. lot. And they turned the ball. Northern turned the ball over three times. That Ooh. sounds familiar, right? So yeah. that's why they lost the game. They kept turning the football over. So. Two two teams that have been 
loose with the ball playing in this game on Saturday night. But, yeah, they won't be intimidated. They've already played in an ACC team, and so they'll, they'll come in here with some fight, and they've got a pretty sound defense. I don't think they're great offensively, but their defense will make Nebraska work to put points on the board. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. Hey, if nothing else, Greg, we've got beautiful weather, finally back yeah. at home, right? Get the band out there, get the tailgating going. It's going to be it's going to be nice to feel back to kind of a normal football season here because it's been so weird so far. No question. I, I can't wait to hear Trooper Dave giving traffic reports on pregame show. I mean, it's, it's, uh, miss that guy. But we'd already have him right. on by now. Uh, tr- and by the way, if you I, not to spoil Trooper Dave or tro- Trooper Dave's report, but take Highway Six and avoid the interstate. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Greg. Hey, uh, great. Looking forward to the call on Saturday night here on KLIN against Northern Illinois. Appreciate that, and we will uh, catch up with you again next week before, as we get ready for Louisiana Tech. All right. Sounds good. John Cook tonight on Sports Nightly. Ah, yes, John Cook after the huge win against Stanford as well. Should have saved some time for that, but listen to John Cook tonight. Great. Hey, thanks so much. Appreciate it, Greg. You bet. There you go. Greg Sharp. Voice of the Huskers. And a uh, good reminder, yeah, John Cook Sports Nightly tonight. That starts at 6 right here on KLIN. 8 before we take a break. Wrap up the show. Get ready for tomorrow after this on KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, hey, uh, we got Lincoln Symphony Orchestra tickets for tomorrow night. Uh, they're doing the Mahler work. Uh, we talked about it yesterday on the show. If you uh, want one of those tickets, I will give them to the first five people who text in the first word. First four people. Sorry, first four people who text in the words LSO, LS, the letter LSO to us. So if you text LSO, we'll just text you back and get you hooked up with tickets to the Symphony Orchestra tomorrow night. It's going to be a really good show. If you missed our interview with Ed Polachek, uh, and the soloist that is going to be performing. We have that on the podcast at KLIN.com. Speaking of the podcast, podcasthousemedia.com. If you haven't checked it out yet, we are growing, we are growing, we are growing. What is it? Well, it's a podcast network. Uh, and it's not necessarily all for the you know the topics on KLIN, not necessarily for all the topics on uh, any one single place. We're trying to get somebody for something for everyone there, whether it's news, business, politics, sports, other issues as well. And we continue to roll new ones out. So check it out, podcasthousemedia.com. You can then find the podcast in your favorite podcast player. One of the newest ones that we've got out there is called Volleyball State with Jeff Sheldon and Lincoln Arneal. It is uh, one of, I think... There's not a whole lot of podcasts that go in depth with Nebraska volleyball, and we know the interest in that in this state. And so if you're even a casual volleyball fan, get to podcasthousemedia.com and check out Volleyball State and the Jack Mitchell podcast, which releases here in 10 seconds today. My uh, part two on Lincoln nostalgia of my youth. I think you'll enjoy that, too. Hey, have a great day. We'll see you on the tailgate tomorrow, 9 o'clock, KLIN Lincoln. From the